pressing forward to those things that are before. Right now, touch your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor, I don't feel any different. We walk by faith, not by feelings. Amen. You know, just a week ago, my wife had a, uh, not my wife, my mom had a medical procedure. And when the procedure was done, Seth, she, I said, how you feeling? She said, I feel worse than I did before. You ever been that way? You had some surgery? Oh, I feel terrible. But she's doing a lot better today. You see, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't how you feel right at the moment. It's how you're going to feel as you continue to get better. Now, I believe by faith, the Lord has touched some of you. Now, let's walk it out. Amen? Let's walk it out. So the Lord wants you to shake off every weight. The Lord wants you to shake off anything that would hold you back. Paul says, lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. You see, the sin that so easily trips us up. Let's be honest, guys. We all struggle. We all struggle, and and usually it's one area. Okay, And here's the funny thing, and, and we, find, we figure this out in small groups. When Seth shares with me his struggles, and I share with him mine, and, and I kind of scratch my head, and I'm like, Seth, why do you struggle with that? And he's probably scratching his head going, Mo, why do you struggle with that? It's interesting that we're all individuals, okay? And, and what Fabian may struggle with is, is, is not what Wes struggles with. And, and, and I'm a little different, and Matt, you're a little different, and we're all different, and we're not even going to talk about how different you ladies are, okay? But, but we all have that one thing. I want you right now to, to think about that one thing that trips you up, that one area that constantly is a weakness. You know what I'm talking about? The Bible says... Let us shake off every weight and get rid of that one issue. Give that issue to God. Pastor, is it really that easy? It really is that easy. 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your cares upon him, knowing that he cares for you. Okay? That sin that so easily besets us. That maybe for you ladies it's gossip. Maybe for for you men it's lust. Whatever the case may be, the Bible says... And the sin that so easily besets us. That thing that keeps tripping us up. Here's the amazing thing about the enemy. When he finds something that works, he keeps going to it. Okay? He finds something that trips you up. He finds something that you struggle with. He keeps going there. Hey, guys, let's resist. Amen? The Bible tells us submit to God, resist the devil, and he's got to do what? Flee. He's got to go. He's got to go. We've got to stand in authority that is ours and resist the evil one. Cast all our cares upon him, knowing that he cares for us. Guys, I want to challenge you today. Let's deal with that sin. Whatever that thing is, ask the Lord to forgive you. Repent. Turn. See, here's the thing about repentance. Repentance is is walking one way, turning, and going another way. Amen? We've got to deal with those things that keep tripping us up. Realize that the enemy has a real small playbook. I love that analogy, Pastor Tommy. A real small playbook. Realize he's going to keep pressing those buttons. Why? Because they seem to work. Let's make him think a little harder. Let's make him work a little harder. Amen? Let's resist the devil and watch him flee. So the Bible tells us in light of this great race we're supposed to run, lay aside every weight, and the sin that does so easily beset us, and run with patience. Run with patience. How many like that word, patience? 
Yeah, that would be none of us, right? <laughs> okay, good job, Seth. Okay, I'm glad somebody does. Hey, guys, patience is something that we all need. How many have figured out that this Christian race is not a, not a sprint? It's not a hundred-yard dash. It is a marathon. It is something that takes some time. It's something that takes some determination. In my study, I realized that, that the, the word patience means endurance, fortitude, steadfastness, perseverance. The word patience is not passive. It is active. It is not the spirit that just sits back and puts up with the trials of life, taking whatever may come. Rather, it is a spirit that stands up and faces the trials of life, that actively goes about conquering and overcoming them. When trials come your way, you are stirred to rise up and face those trials head on, immediately setting out to conquer and overcome them, knowing that God, if he's allowing this, is making a way for you to be victorious. Amen? So guys, we got to run with patience. we got to run the race that is set before us with patience. Here's the interesting thing about this. We all have our individual races to run. Guess what? Nick, your race is a little different than mine. Okay? Fabian, your race is a little different than mine. Brittany, your race is different. We all have a different race to run. Think about our lives. Our lives have have all been different, huh? We come from different places. We have different experiences. That's all individual to your race. Dawn, you have a unique race to run. But guess what? The prize is the same for us all. The prize is glory. The prize is winning. The prize is getting to spend all of eternity in an amazing place called heaven. That's the end zone, Michael. That's what we're shooting for right there. But our race, our race is a little different. You know what, guys? I can't run Fabian's race, and he can't run mine. We have to run our own race. And the only way to run that race is by faith. By faith, believing that God has orchestrated our life, believing that God has put some things in place for us to be victorious. Guys, we serve a God that wants you to win your race. We serve a God that doesn't want you to just barely make it through this life, who doesn't want you to crawfish back into heaven. No, no, no. He wants you to run boldly your race for God. He wants you to win and leave no doubt. Kind of like I hope the saints do this afternoon, okay? I don't want a close game. I don't think I can handle it again, okay? I want a blowout. Guess what, guys? For Christians, it should be a blowout. For Christians, we should win convincingly. Leave no doubt who's the winning side. Amen? Jesus left no doubt at Calvary. It wasn't even close. Amen? And when you realize that it's not up to you to win the fight, it's up to him to win the fight, you just keep walking out your faith, guess what, guys? That's an easy game plan for victory. So I want to challenge you today. The Bible tells us to lay aside every weight, the sin that so easily besets us, and run with patience, with endurance, the race that is set before us. You know what? I've said this before. I'm thoroughly convinced the only way to lose out with God is to quit. Let me say that again. The only way for you to lose out with God is to quit, is to throw in the towel to say, I'm done. Guys, I don't see any quitters in the house today. Amen? There are some men and women in here that you're tenacious. I know that. God has placed that in you. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. You keep doing what you know to do. Keep running your race to win. Amen? Like Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, 
I, I press. I run toward the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. Amen? Guys, there's a prize. There's a prize worth winning. Let me tell you about that prize. Paul says in verse number 14 of, of Philippians 3, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Guys, run to win. Run to win. You know, if you've ever played a game with me, you realize that I'm just a little bit competitive, okay? I don't like to lose. I really don't, okay? And you know what? In, in ball games, that's, that's not of supreme importance. But in this game of life, it is of supreme importance. Friends, I want to tell you, this is not a race you can afford to lose. This is not a race that you even want to contemplate losing. This is a race that you've got to win. Amen? Life and death depends on it. Eternity depends on it. Your family depends on it. Men, let me talk to men for a second. Run this race well. Run this race for your family well. You have your children looking to you. You have your wife looking to you. Run this race well. Paul says we need to run this race. We need to run to win. Seeing we are compassed with such a great cloud of witnesses, lay aside every weight, the sin that so easily besets us. Run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse number two, looking unto Jesus. You see, guys, we all need examples. On, uh, on Thursday, when we got together with our senior saints, I reminded them how much we needed them here at the church and how much I needed them as a pastor. I needed them to pray. I needed them to intercede. I needed them to continue to give and support. And By the way, I got a great testimony. We're doing a remodel in our, our, our children's, our, our youth area, and the bathrooms are going to cost about $1,500, and, and uh, much of that money has already been committed by our senior saints. They just, I just said, hey, I'd love to see our seniors help uh, bridge the gap between generations and maybe give and help this uh, project and had several folks come to me and say, Pastor, we'll give this, we'll give that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. By the way, if you'd like to help support that thing, the bathrooms are going to be about 1500 but the total project's going to be about 3000 So if you'd like to help us investing in our teenagers, just uh, mark your envelopes, youth building, and that'll be a great blessing. But, but here's the deal. I was talking to our seniors how I need them to be examples. You know what? Bernie and Annalie have been married 70 years. What kind of example is that? Boy, that's a great example, huh? When marriages are dissolving like sugar and hot coffee, except in that example, Ronnie, when you were trying to make your coffee this morning, that sugar wouldn't dissolve, okay? That's like Bernie and Annalie's marriage. That ain't dissolving. That ain't going nowhere, okay? We need examples like them. We need examples, Michael, so that we can look to them and say, if they can make it, we can make it. Okay? If they can do it, we can do it. Guys, that's what we need to be about. We need examples. We need senior saints to be examples, but we need all of us to be examples. There's always somebody watching our life. Amen? And in this race of life, we're supposed to use Jesus as the perfect example. We're supposed to keep our eyes on Jesus. We're supposed to look to Him, Fabian. Because how many know if you get your eyes on people, they'll let you down? If you get your eyes even on pastors, they'll let you down. You know what? As much as I would never want to let any one of you down, eventually I'll let you down. Eventually I'll forget something. Eventually I won't be everything you need me to be. But there's one person. His name is Jesus. Who's not just what you need, he's more than you need. Amen? And he'll never let you down. And he'll never forsake you. He'll never leave you. He'll be what you need him to be. That's why he's the example that Paul tells us to look to. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, here's the amazing thing that makes Jesus such a great example. He's been there before. You know, I believe one of the things that helps me to be a pretty good football coach is I've been there before. Okay, I know what the game is all about. I've, I've won at the highest level. I've excelled in so many areas. All these high school kids want to play college football. I did that. Done, been there, done that. Okay, So I know what it takes, so I have some credibility. Guys, Jesus has ultimate credibility. You see, when he came to this earth, was he fully God? Yes, but he was also fully man. He was very much man. He was tempted like we are, Seth. In fact, the temptation that Jesus went through was so severe and so challenging, only he could have made that through. So if he could go through what he went through, we can go through what we go through. Amen? But Jesus has been there, and that's why he's supposed to be our example. He's supposed to be who we look up to. If he can do it, we can do it. Because here's the good news. You know where he is today? He's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, saying, Father, touch Ronnie. Lord, you see what he's going through. He's, you see what he needs. You, you see what they're in, in need of. You see how, how he's struggling in this era. Strengthen him. And he does that for each and every one of us. That's encouraging. Sister Eloise, he's at the right hand of God interceding for you. When you pray, hey, he listens. Oh, yeah. Let's touch that grandchild. Let's touch that situation. Let's do what, 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 what only we can do. So, guys, our example is Jesus, looking unto Jesus. A couple things for us to remember about Jesus is Jesus participated in the race himself. He ran this race, and he ran it well. Amen? He ran it very, very well. And because he did, you can as well. Secondly, Jesus is the great, exp uh, great inspiration. Look at Jesus' great in inspiration. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What joy was there in the cross? You see, Jesus was able to look past the short term and see the long term. He was able to look past the test and see the testimony. He was able to look past the difficult and see the glory. What was the glory? Relationship with us. You see, he realized that the cross was the only way. He realized that this was the only way for him to have relationship with us. And he realized the joy that would come. The joy of fulfilling the will of the Father. The joy of reconnecting us with the Father. The joy of intimate relationship with you and me. And because of that, he was able to endure the cross. Because of that, he was able to go through that dark, dark night. And guys, if you'll get your eyes on the big picture, if you'll realize that God's for you and not against you, if you'll realize that whatever you may be going through today, it's only temporary. This difficulty is only temporary. It didn't come to stay, it came to pass. God is for you. He's fighting for you. He's doing more than you could ever imagine. You may feel surrounded today, but really God has surrounded you. And if you'll look past the short term to the long term, you'll make it. How can you be sure, sure, Pastor? Because Jesus made it. Amen? And because I've made it before. You know, I heard something last night at this men's, uh, men's get-together. It says, often when you look over your shoulder, you begin to see the providence of God in your life. You see, it's not when you're walking through those tough times. But Sister Eloise, think about some difficult times you've been through. 
When you look over your shoulder, you see how God was with you every step of the way, right? When I think of some of the challenging times I've been through, my wife's been through, when we're in the midst of it, it's so difficult, it's so challenging. But Sean, haven't we talked about that? When we look over our shoulder and say, boy, God was so faithful. Because of what we went through, God brought us to this great church. Because of what we've been through, God brought us to this amazing group of people. You see the providence of God often when you look over your shoulder. Amen? So I want to challenge you guys. Jesus, Jesus was able to go through everything, and now you are able to go through it as well. Look unto Jesus. He's also the supreme example of discipline. Think about it. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Man, he went through such challenging times. He went through the most the most uh, difficult death there could be, the most humiliating thing that the Roman government would do at the time. He went through that for you and for me. And now he sat down at the right hand of God. He is the supreme example of receiving the reward of faith. He's exalted to the right hand of the throne of God. Where is Jesus now? Mark 16 and 19 says this, so then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received unto heaven and sat at the right hand of God. Right now he's making intercession for you. Right now he's believing in you. Right now he's saying, you can do it because I did. Amen? Verse number three. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. You see, guys, during the greatest testings, Jesus didn't quit. And because he didn't quit, you shouldn't either. Amen? Guys, you got to press through. Whatever you're going through today, you can do it. You can make it. God is on your side. You got to look to Jesus. You got to look to Jesus. And then finally, you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. You see, here's the great demand of the Christian race, to, do, to resist temptation at all costs. This is the picture of Jesus' ordeal in the Garden of Gethsemane. He struggled against the temptation to choose some other way than the cross. You see, you remember when Jesus was in the Garden, Fabian, he was praying, and Lord, if there's any other way, he knew what it was going to cost him. He knew what the next 24 hours were going to entail. He knew the price that you were going to cost him for relationship. And Cade, he said, Lord, if there's any other way, let's do it. But then just as quickly, he said, but not my will, but yours be done. You see, guys, that's where we need to get. We need to realize that, Seth, it ain't about our will being done. It's about God's will being done. Amen? God is more interested in your character development than your comfort. Can I get an Amen. God is more interested in your character development than your comfort. At least he is with me. <laughs> He's not so concerned about me being comfortable as me developing character, as me being the man of God he wants me to be. And he wants the same thing out of you, guys. So, guys, i got to challenge you. The world today would try to tell you there's, a, there's some other way than the cross. There is no other way but the cross. Amen? There's only one way to win this race, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? There's no other way for you to endure but having faith in the Lord. Amen? And the same thing that Jesus did, you and I have to do. We have to realize it's not our will, but it's the Lord's will. Put down your will. Put down your hopes. Put down all that you have planned and embrace His plan for your life, and you'll never regret it. Amen?
Pastor Tommy, would you come? The great Christian race. The great race of faith. I want to challenge you this morning as I close. Friends, let's run our race well, focusing on Jesus. And when you do, you cannot lose. You will not fail. You will not stumble. You will not, you will not come up lacking. You'll win this great race of faith. As I close, I don't know about you, but I wish life had a scoreboard. Don't you? You know what I love about scoreboards? You know what I love about scoreboards and games? They tell you all you need to know, Miss Eloise. You know, at about 5.30, 5.45 this afternoon, the scoreboard at the Louisiana Superdome will tell us all we need to know. It will tell us, are our saints going to the second Super Bowl? It'll tell us, did Drew do, do everything we hope he could do? Did Drew throw it to number 13 about 14 times, okay, like they did last time? The scoreboard will tell us all we need to know. I wish we had a scoreboard in life. Seth, I wish we could get a picture of how well we're doing. Are we way ahead or are we in a tight one? It'd also be nice to know how much time's left on the clock, okay? (laughs) But it doesn't work like that. But here's the thing, guys. If you'll run your race of faith, if you'll believe God, you cannot lose.